Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is March 19th, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be covering our Who Is Dot 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 series. This will be my final one on this series. You know, I've done about seven or eight players talking about them and their season progression. On this episode, we're going to talk about who is Ujman Ding. Yes, considered the next point forward star, Ujman Ding was looked at as an all-star in the making at 19 years old, six foot nine, six foot ten. He has the perfect size and age for NBA scouts to foam at the mouth over. Jing played for the New Zealand Breakers. You know, he did not take the college route because he was an international player, played in the NBL, and had a rocky season to say the least. There was a lot of hype over this guy, but when I watched his film, I didn't see anything too crazy. He only averaged nine points, three boards, one assist, 0.6 steals, 0.3 blocks per game. Very pedestrian. Nothing really good enough to equate to an NBA talent, really. Definitely definitely not a lottery pick. But he was given the benefit of the doubt, even though he struggled for the first half of the season. But he showed really good progress and size of improvement in the second half of the season. You know, a lot of, you know, situations were going on with COVID, traveling, playing international, moving to a different country, all that stuff. So he was given a bit of the benefit of the doubt, and people were looking for that upside. So, like I said, Scouts loved his size and agility. He played for his France team in the 2019 FIBA Euro Championship and helped lead his team to a silver medal and ultimately declared for the NBA draft. Now, my scouting report on him was, you know, I had him projected to go 20th, that was in my final mock draft rankings, all that good stuff. But before that, I had him pretty much a second rounder. But 6'10", 7-foot wingspan. He's a good, long-rangey defender, tall, skinny, can pass, can dribble well, can even break down a defender from the perimeter. Could be a really good defender in the league, but he's raw and not ready yet, in my opinion. He's a good passer also. He can shoot a good floater, can hit the pull-up three. He's very confident in his shot, even though his percentages were low. He's not really fast. His game may not translate. Even though He's only 18. That was a positive. He has a high upside. He's a raw player who is a swing for the fences, in my opinion. He probably won't become who they want him to be for a few years. If he hits, he could be really good, but it's not a lot. His weaknesses were scoring and rebounding. So, <laughs> you know, but they love that potential. So as the scouts, as the NBA world scouted him and other draft eligible players, uh, of course, many teams loved Gene, felt his ball handling, playmaking, and size would lead to a bright NBA future. When NBA teams see this, they don't really think twice and they think of all the things they can add to the player, not focusing on the negatives. Uh, But especially with teams that have trouble landing free agents and teams that are rebuilding, you know, no rush to win it all. So that extra time to develop would be worth it when the player is ready a few years down the line. And with that being said, the OKC Thunder selecting him. They took that leap of faith with the 10th pick in the draft. And what better team than OKC? You know, they seem to be tanking every year for a superstar. They never get quite high enough to really hit it this year. They got Chet with their first pick and Jing with their second pick. Both should be great in a few years. Both are raw in different ways. Now, my opinion on Jing wasn't high. I felt teams were basically trying to duplicate 
Scotty Barnes. You know, Scotty Barnes is not easily duplicated. <laughs> His talent is otherworldly, in my opinion. I've compared Scotty Barnes to Giannis. You can't just get any 6'10 guy and think he's going to be Scotty Barnes. Definitely not Giannis. But this is a Scott, this is a copycat league, you know. And in my opinion, that's why Jane rose up the draft board so quick. If he were 6'6", instead of 6'9", 6'10", he would have been a second rounder, in my opinion. But I had him as a second rounder, like I said, in my pre-draft scouting. But as he was climbing up the boards rapidly, I finally ended up him being selected 20th to the Spurs. But I couldn't go higher than that. I think it's a reach and a swing for the fences, which could work, but seemed like a bad pick at 10 for OKC, in my opinion. But like I said, those rebuilding teams, they just can't help themselves. You know, it's better for them to go for a swing and miss at 10 than just a player that's going to fit and be a role player. So they did it. OKC, you know, San Antonio, Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, they were all perfect candidates to consider drafting Gene. Okay, see, so got him. For most of the season, Ujman Jing rarely played. He has averaged this year 5.7 points, three boards, one assist, and he's only played in 27 games so far with only 14 left. Okay, see, so knew all of this when drafting him because he was raw, so he spent most of his time in the G League. 27 games is not a lot, but Johnny Davis has played much less than that, so it's not too bad. He only scored double digits twice until these last nine games of the season where he has actually been getting playing time. He was decent in many outings, clearing, clearly finding his way. And believe it or not, OKC was not tanking this year. So if they were doing so, Jing would have been playing even more, but they were playing extremely well. So that hurt Ding's chance for minutes. He scored 10 points and seven boards and 15 points and five boards at the end of November, early December but then didn't play again for almost two months. He did injure his wrist, which caused him to miss a chunk of time. But when he came back, he played about five games and then was gone again for about a month. So, you know, he wasn't really able to keep that consistency either. But now that the season is almost over, he's finally getting consistent minutes and he's looking good, making a name for himself and giving OKC fans a glimpse into what could be. Four out of five games recently, he hit double digits in scoring, including his career high game overall with 17 points and eight rebounds, both career highs. And that was on March 12th. In the two games since, of course, he's barely played over 10 minutes, but who knows what OKC expects from him. But it's great to see that when he gets minutes, he's productive. And that's all you can ask for. You know, some of that had to be with Jalen Williams being in and out of the lineup with an injury as well. But Ujman plays aggressive. His coach recently uh, commented on his play, said he plays with great force and pace, and they know they are still building with him because he is so young and he's in the early stages of his development. But he's learning how to play the game and working very hard at it. Okay, see, his future is very bright, like I said, with Chet, Ujman Jing, Jalen Williams, who could be the best out of the three, you know, but who knows? We haven't seen Chet yet. But that's a super nice young trio to develop into the future. I mean, that's not even mentioning Shay. Shay is just seems like an old man being like 24 years old when the rest of these guys are 18 and 19. But Shay is just a superstar on a different level. So who knows what they'll do with this trio? Will they be the three? Will they draft someone in this upcoming draft and he come in and they have four of them? I don't know. But eventually the money will catch up to him. Eventually somebody will be moved out. But for now, their future looks very bright. 
Uh, will Jing be a major piece or continue project? We will see. But I actually do like his chances, you know, and that's that's a that's a bit of a change for me because I was not high on him. Uh, I thought he was a reach, but I've liked what I've seen in the limited opportunities. He hasn't pouted or complained. He put his head down and he does the work and he clearly wants to learn how to play the right way. So you can't ask for more than that. You know, we will see what OKC does in the future. But I mean, that attitude, that work ethic is all you can ask for. Um, we'll see what they do with that boatload of picks in the future. But Usman Jing has been a player to watch out for. I think his future is very bright. And he's just very much so impressed me. What do you guys think of Ujman Jing? Was he a bad pick? <laughs> Was he someone that you think will continue to rise up the draft boards? We never know. Um, I want to get his G League stats to go over that as well. Because even though he wasn't playing much in the NBA, he was doing very well in the G League. So let me look that up real quick, super quick for you guys. Um, because a lot of times, like recently, James Booknight just came out with a 44-point performance. You're not seeing that type of stuff unless you are following the G League. And here he is right now. For the G League, he's played 20 games, averaging 16.5 points per game, eight rebounds per game, almost four assists per game, almost a steal in a block. So that is very good production. So even though you may see, well, he's not doing anything, you know, he is developing in the G League as well when he's not playing in, with the OKC. A lot of these rookies, you don't see them playing. You just think they're not playing. They're just sitting there. It's a wasted pick. But a lot of them are developing in the G League. The G League is helping these guys tremendously. And I think that, along with these late games in the season, you know, it's 14 games left, that will help Ujman Jing as well continue to develop. I think next year is going to be very exciting. For him, you know, I think they're going to have to figure out this roster. They have so much talent, almost too much talent. They might need to convert two players into one better player. You know, having a, all those point guards. They got, you know, Josh Giddy, Shea, Trey Mann. And then they, you go up to Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Ujman Jen. I mean, it's just so many different pieces. And their team will be better next year. And then, you know, they're bringing in another draft pick. But OKC, something to look out for, I'm telling you. Ujman Jing, I love all their young players, but they're going to have to come up with a path because they can't split minutes like this. So we shall see. That is who is Ujman Jing. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Now I'm going to have to start moving on to this next year's upcoming class. You know, I try to follow the rookies throughout their whole season. But now the season's coming to an end. I think... It's no better time now to get my scouting on and get in this new class with Scoop, uh, Victor, Amen, Officer, all these guys. So that'll be coming up next. Um, thank you for requesting this. Who is Ujman Jing episode? You know, he's a player that's not been talked about that much this year. So it was a fun one. And thank you all for listening. You know, follow me on Twitter at William is Bill. Check out the All Rookie Podcast on all platforms. Thank you for watching. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.